Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Fake This Fashionable Podcast. I wanted to hop in real quick to introduce my girl, my co-host for today's episode. I am Cassette. She is a real estate developer, uh, entrepreneur, a girl boss, and just an overall fly chick who just happens to be one of my best girlfriends. In this episode, we're going to talk about like a mindset makeover and like what that means and what that looks like. So sit down, relax, grab your coffee, grab your tea, get your pen and paper and get ready to enjoy this episode. Hey, I'm Kiera Monique and this is the Faith is Fashionable podcast. Your number one source for lifestyle strategies for women who desire to be a Proverbs 31 woman. The total package. A woman who's on top of her game spiritually, financially, physically, and mentally. Tune in weekly as we learn what it really means to be a virtuous woman. I'm Kira Monique, and this is episode 29. So, as you guys see, I have a co-host today, my girl RMK, the only guest I've ever had <laughs> on the podcast. So, welcome back, RM. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Good. So, we I've been doing something new. Like, I do like an icebreaker before every episode. So, I share my soundtrack for the week. So, my soundtrack for the week is, first of all... Kanye station on Pandora. So y'all know that Kanye was on Drink Drink Champs podcast with Noriega, and it was really like, it, it you know all Kanye podcast. I mean all Kanye like interviews are always like so entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. So it was like a two hour podcast, and I listened to the whole thing, and it was just like intellectual. It was genius. It was just like entertaining Kanye. So that kind of like motivated me to listen to Kanye's Pandora and like that's been my soundtrack but also y'all know I do a little like trap mixed in with like my gospel so like my gospel um song or soundtrack for the week is Miranda um Waymaker Miranda I forgot her name I'll link it in the show notes but it's like Waymaker she was performing it at the Potter's House so I'm listening to Miranda Waymaker, and I'm listening to Kanye. What's your soundtrack for the week, sis? You know, I would be lying and say I have one. Um, But I think for me, it would have to be something like, um, I'm really bad at working out. I'm very adamant about getting all the right equipments to go work out, but I don't actually work out Mm -hmm. like I should. So I would have to say my soundtrack is going to have to be Rick Ross. He has a tendency to kind of just... That's why this my girl. (laughs) He that's, just has a way of waking you up, you know? So. Yeah, work off. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so my soundtrack for the week was that. And then I like to share, like, what I'm loving. So what I'm loving this week is I'm loving a protective style, as y'all see. Like, I have a bunch of hair, and I don't have time to be getting upside with this hairy day. So a protective style is just, it's making my week go more smooth. So, like, I'm loving a protective style. Like, what are you loving this week? Um, putting more color on. Um, I think once winter hits or we get kind of cold, we tend to 
get sluggish and wear the, you know, work a lot of stuff. Um, so I'm being very intentional of putting color on during the during the fall season and winter season just like to kind of, yeah, just to kind of have a pop of color. I like that. Mm-hmm. So what are we not doing? Like what we're not doing is we're not skipping self care. Like, <laughs> we're not we're not skipping out on our self care. I feel like really once the winter hits, the first thing we start skipping out on is that pedicure, and that's what we're not doing. Okay, we're not skipping out on the self care. And like to me, self care was me doing my hair. Me having my hair in this protective style for the week, that's self-care for me. I get to sleep in a little bit longer. I get to get up and go. Like, that's self-care. And also, I'm going to schedule me, like I told you, I'm going to schedule a yoga session, and I'm going to get my feet done this week. So, what we're not doing is skipping out on self-care. Like, what what, what are you not doing? Um, I'm not putting myself last. Period. Yeah. I love that. Because self, if I, have, if I take better care of myself, I'm better caring for others. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're starting a series that I want to call Mindset Makeover. So I brought my girl Ariam to co-host because she told me, and I don't know if she's going to get mad that I'm telling y'all this, she told me that she wants to be the Kardashian of mindset. <laughs> Positive mindset. Positive yep. mindset. Okay, speak on that. Um, I think we are in a society where negativity sells, right? And so, for example, going back to what you said about Kanye in the two-hour interview with Nori. In that two-hour interview, I caught a few glimpses of what he said. One is, speaking of his wife, Kim Kardashian, where he said, if Kim does not expose herself, she doesn't get as much attention. To me, that's negativity, right? And so, how do we transition information so that it's, one positively set up but also putting people in position where everybody's happy for each other um not seeing each other as competition and if there is competition which is healthy um i think that's the 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 movement that we need to have is how do we positively impact our communities how do we empower people um so that they become better people for themselves and for the community that we all like to live in I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some of y'all might be saying, Kiera, what's a mindset makeover? Well, a typical makeover meaning is a complete transformation or remodeling of something, especially a person's hair, makeup, or clothes. So y'all know I'm here for that, mm-hmm. and we'll touch on it. However, remodeling the way you think, feel, and respond or behave in any given situation is like, that. that's the mindset that we want to touch on, right? Yeah. That's a mindset makeover. And with us being in the fourth quarter of the year, like it's a perfect time to like make over your mind, right? We focus so much on what the outside looks like. Y'all know what Instagram, especially. We all we focus on the hair, the outfit, the body, the BBL. But like, girl, what's going on with your mind? Like, is your mind right? So let's hop right into like positive thinking, mm-hmm. right? Like, Positive thinking actually means approaching life's challenges with a positive outlook. It does not necessarily mean avoiding or ignoring the bad things. Instead, it involves making the most of the potentially bad situations, trying to see the best in other people, and viewing yourself and your abilities in a positive light. That's a quote by Kendra Cherry that R.E.M. shared in her book, Mindset, Unlocking Your Success. Let's touch on it. Positive thinking. Like, why is that so important? I would, I mean, why isn't it important, I guess, is the bigger, better, bigger question. And 
I think sometimes we spend too much time trying to figure things out without realizing that all it takes is shifting your mentality to see the thing for what it is, not for what you want it to be, right? Um, my mom used to always say to me, anytime I complained about something that was going on, she would always say, well, maybe God put you here for that reason. So why don't you positively figure out how to change that situation? Mm. So anytime I complain, unless I have a solution, then there's no reason for me to complain about it. Or not just come up with a solution, but take actionable steps to change it so that it's transitioning me from, the po- from a negative situation to a positive. That's good. Okay, before we even hop into more of like the positive thinking, why mindset? Like, why did you write this book? Um, I see a lot of people spending a lot of time becoming bodybuilders, real estate investors, beauty influencers, anything of that sort. But nobody ever talks about the importance of making sure your mind is right. Mm -hmm. Because without that, being a bodybuilder means nothing because you can be deflated the next week. Um, How do you sustain yourself regardless of outside circumstances, I think is the most positive way of saying it, is that no matter what's going on around you, how do you make sure that your brain is developing and moving forward regardless of outside circumstances? That's good. So um, in this chapter about positive thinking, you hit on like a couple different points. And the first point was optimism, willingness and effort. Yeah, because I think what happens is optimism is something you have to have. It's not something you can compromise. It's not something you choose to have today and not have it tomorrow. Optimism has to be something you have all the time because without effort, you really have no real saying that you tried being positive or whatever the case may be. And unfortunately, we live in a world where being pessimistic gets you further than optimistic. Wait, why, why did you say that? Because negative sells. Um, it's yeah. a marketing tool. It's a it's a way for the right now people to come out. But what people don't realize is that optimism is not a choice. And once you understand that, um, shouldn't be a choice. I mean, it's all it should always be a choice of doing it because that's what gets you to the next stage of your life. Without optimism, you really don't have motivation either. Okay, how has like being optimistic played like a vital part in your life? Huge. Um, Every stage of my life, I've been told what can't be done. So optimism has kept me in a position to do what needed to be done, right? So optimism is not something like happiness. It's not something that you just do because you feel like it. Optimism is a, is a is a non-negotiable thing. Yeah. And I've never looked at myself in a way that if optimism if if optimism is not involved then i probably don't have the passion or the compassion to do what i'm about to do that's good so i would say that it plays a huge role okay so another point you hit on was acceptance acknowledge and recognition can you speak on that a little bit um i've experienced things in my life where sometimes when you're such a go-getter or get it done kind of person you don't realize the importance of having acceptance around you um, and it's not acceptance from a a bully or a volunteer you know a vulnerable situation I think acceptance is more of how does one do what they need to do without feeling the need of acceptance from the mass if that makes sense but at the same time like it's all in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs no one person can move forward without having the acceptance of the right people Right, so you're basically saying it's 
important to feel accepted. Absolutely. Because it's important to have community. It's important to be a part of a community because you feel that sense of acceptance. There's nobody in this world that keeps going um, without knowing that there's acceptance behind them or support behind them. Acceptance to me personally is how you're supported around you. I feel like that's a good point to touch on because honestly, I don't feel like everyone has that like circle of people who like accept the path they chose or you may have somebody who's like, you know, the first person in their family to start a business or the first person in their family to go to college. And it's like, it's hard for like the people around them to accept that because it's hard to accept what you don't understand. Like, do you have like any advice or like any encouraging words for someone who's like, I'm in a place where like I'm moving and I'm trying to make something happen for myself, but I don't really feel accepted in like, you know, in my area, in my community, in my family. Um, Yes, I do have advice. I think the best advice one can be given is, um, do you accept yourself? You know, you have to ask yourself that first. That's good. That's good. Um, because at the end of the day, acceptance doesn't come from friends and family that you thought you had. And so sometimes it's those who are, who you're mentally connected with could be a sense of acceptance. Um, the project that you're working on, the, the idea that you have, Acceptance is another version or another way of saying connecting yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest hassle in our idea or identity of acceptance is that we're always looking for people who aren't where we're trying to go to accept what we're trying to do. Mm. Right? We're always looking for people where we're not trying to go to accept what we're trying to do. Okay. Yeah. And the reason a lot of times is because a lot of that goes back to foundation of who you were as a child, what you know, the type of negligence or neglect your mother or your father had on you, that then transferred to you seeking outside acceptance that's no good for your overall mental health or well-being, right? And so the fact that a lot of us get into unhealthy relationship is because subconsciously we're looking for a sense of acceptance in some direction. Um, so when I say acceptance, it's being real with where you are in life and then understanding that where you're trying to go that's who you need to find to be acceptance of you. That's good. So I feel like that's kind of like when we talked about on the uh, what we talked about in the last episode with like assessing your circle, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like yeah, first thing first, and like we touched on this before on like all the freaking episodes. Like, sis, you need to be okay with you, right? You need mm-hmm. to be okay with yourself, right? You need to be okay with like the moves you're making. You need to love yourself. First, right absolutely before you're looking for you know likes on social media looking for like you know likes for men or like looking for love in the wrong places like it starts with like loving yourself and knowing yourself and like that's a major key y'all need to take y'all need to take away from like part of the mindset makeover is like who who are you you know what i'm saying like what do you have to offer what do you love about yourself like do you accept you before you know you you're around expecting others to like take you as you are like sis do you take you as you are yeah like so if you can take away anything from the first part of this conversation is like accept you first yeah and that's i agree a thousand percent with that you have to accept yourself first um because if you don't then you get distracted by what acceptance look like as well so you have to have real um conversation with yourself and i think i've mentioned this in past podcasts as well with you is that a lot of times we're always accepting or looking for outside acceptance that aren't even healthy for us. Right. Right. So who I accept today may not be 
a valid person in my life six months from now because I change or I transform, right? So you have to also accept the transformation that you're in as well. Right. Okay, so that leads us to resilience, which I feel like is a major part of, like, the mindset makeover, like, bounce back ability is what you said and like that's my favorite word come on like speak on that bounce back ability (laughs) so personal experience is I lost one of the biggest projects that I had started and this is when I was sort of hitting that next stage in my development cycle um and things of that sort I did everything I was supposed to do from dotting my i's crossing my t's Um, However, the project didn't go as planned, right? So either I could sit around and feel sorry for myself or I could do everything I needed to do and learn every tool that I had in front of me to make sure that this one situation didn't hold me back. Because there was a lot that I learned in the beginning, but it was in the midst of when it happened that if I didn't quickly, I gave myself 10 minutes to be upset about it. Mm. 10 minutes and the fact is because I adapted a very toxic behavior that I didn't even know was toxic where every time something went wrong I would call five to six of my girls and complain about it but everybody was eager to listen to my complaint but nobody gave me a solution Mm. so I reached out to a mentor who said you got five minutes to be upset about this and do me a favor and get back to reality get back to who you are get back to work and get back to that solution oriented um, get back to being organized and stay on your stuff. Right. And that's what I mean by um, bounce back. But also f- um, flexibility, allowing yourself to have these transition in your, in, your, in your life and allowing yourself to have that flexibility to allow yourself to fail but understand from those failures is leading you to the next stage of your journey. Okay, so Arian basically just shared um, about a time when she had to bounce back from like a real estate deal that, that did not go as planned. Okay, y'all, side note. Hopefully, the sound of this podcast is right. But if it's not, y'all get the picture, right? Because mm-hmm. we just know what we got to do. So, I'm going to share a time where, where I had to, like, you know, bounce back. So, my first business was Lux Boutique, as a lot of y'all might know. It was really, like, Lux Venture. So, I had a love for, like, vintage clothes. So, I would buy them. I would basically, like, take a granny dress and have it um tailored into like something beautiful and like trendy and then I would sell it right so I had a showroom and then we moved into a storefront which I have I don't know why we did that because I did not know what I was doing and thank god I have like a loving mother who just like supports everything that I want to do so she came in as my partner and honestly that business was not profitable for me and that business it, it didn't work out so when I had to close the business I think I might have been slightly depressed because, first of all, my identity was so wrapped in that business to the point where it was just, like, extremely Mm -hmm. unhealthy. So, first of all, I had to realize that, Kiara, you are not this business. Lux Boutique is Lux Boutique. You are Kiara Monique, right? So, like, get that thought out of your mind of your identity being wrapped up in the thing. And, second of all, the business didn't work out because, since you didn't even know about operations, you didn't even know how to properly run a business, right? So I went into something thinking that something was cute and that I had a little skill set, but honestly, I really didn't know what I was doing. So I had to, like, bounce back from that and, like, keep it moving and not let that, like, um, not let it, you know, determine my self-worth or not, you know, let it um, deter me from ever going into business again, Yeah. right? So, like, a lot of times we have to look at situations and say, hey, 
that didn't work out, but like that doesn't define me and that doesn't mean that I can't like try again. Yeah. And I think sometimes people go in with this um, fake, per, uh, uh, actually, like for fake understanding. And I don't know if the word fake is the right word to use, but like you got to be okay with the fact that you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. And right. I think that's the skill set that a lot of people aren't ready for is that because you were such a great designer or you had eyes for things fashion, yeah. for fashion and bringing old to new and mixing old look with you know vintage look with modern look that's the same thing we do in real estate right? right the thing is is that maybe you didn't need to have a storefront maybe it was something that needed to happen out of a passion and compassion that you have for it mm -hmm. the problem is a lot of times we get caught up in what we are passionate about and we think we can make it into a business a lot of Thanks. times that's typically not the case you know and and if you're somebody who has a passion in it, sometimes you have to ask yourself, how do I make money from this passion? And then look at the overall projection and then make a decision. Yeah. Typically, we, we like for people to say, try your business model for at least two years under very limited operational funds and see how profitable it is that way first. Because then you're in business. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people don't ever want to take that risk. They all want to go extremely high because it looks good. Um, but that's temporary. Okay, let's talk about that. Um, because I feel like the whole, uh, that's part of the mindset makeover, right? Because we're just positioning our minds to, to we're just positioning ourselves to be like more open-minded and just more conscious of the moves we make. Yeah. So in business, I feel like we have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to the show. We have a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs and we just have a lot of girls who like, you know what, I'm sick of this job. And social media is making entrepreneurship look real sexy, mm. but not really showing the back end of how much work you got to put in. Not showing that when you decide to become an entrepreneur and run your own business, you're going from working 40 hours a week to freaking 24 hours, right? But then it's like, what, what, where should I go Like when I'm ready to start the business, right? Do I just say, okay, I really like doing hair so i'm just gonna go and open a shop it's like how i feel like you're the perfect person to ask like or just to have this conversation like when you're ready to step out right is do you go with like what you're passionate about because what i'm learning as an entrepreneur is i feel like we like as women like certain type of like girls who are into like fashion and beauty like when we think about business i feel like or even just black girls like we go for like what's cute or like what's trendy but like what's cute and trendy is not going to always be what's most profitable yeah right yeah so like what are your thoughts on like you know jumping into you know entrepreneurship or making that shift into entrepreneurship but it's like where do i start do i just like find something that i'm interested in and like start a business or like do i need to do like market research on like what's the need in like my area like where where, where do you start um, all of what you said is actually a good start. Um, I've, I can actually give you a story. So there's a young lady by the name of Lexi Watkins. I met her when she was 15, 16 at a high school I was working at. I was 19 at that time. Um, she wrote a college letter or an idea that she had uh, where she wanted to open up a salon downtown. Obviously, at the school that some of our kids are at, um, they're not always allowed to have dreams and hopes and be inspired and things of that sort. So this young lady had a passion. She had a dream. 
she started in her second bedroom of her apartment when she ended up graduating from high school she got an apartment she ended up getting a two-bedroom and she transitioned one of the bedroom into a salon space okay. she i don't think she had all the business knowledge to do what she did she started but she knew she had a place she knew she had an extra room so she said let me go ahead and start testing it that way she went from a, a, an extra bedroom use to having then a suite because she had income she had the ability to to show that she can do this and then she started transitioning to the next stage so i would say to be honest with you never think so far that you get in the way of yourself right so it's good to see yourself really in the place that you want to be but what does it take to get there yeah that's the process that a lot of people aren't willing to take and so with this young lady she did that um, when she was ready to bring on investors and mentors she reached out and the rest is history. She now has over 3,000 customer base. She has eight um, contractors and she is located downtown Milwaukee. But when she originally thought of that idea, it ain't what she didn't expect it to come as fast as it did. But I wouldn't even say that it was fast because it took seven years for her to get to where she's at now. Yeah. But it took that one step of having that extra room turn into a business idea to see if it will work. Because if not, then she transitioned to an I- another idea, but she didn't put herself in a situation where she had signed a lease somewhere that she knows she can't commit to, right? Um, and then I've even been in places where I never, a lot of us want to look um, sexy, fancy, but one of the things I've always learned as a black woman is looking rich is a first class to poverty. Oops. Hold on. <laughs> testing, testing. <laughs> Are y'all, did, did y'all and looking rich is the first class to poverty and I, I for some reason this is something very sensitive to me because I don't know how we as black women got to be to that get got to that point to be honest mm. with you right um I didn't see my mother growing up buying expensive things doing expensive stuff I knew she had a house and what's crazy is because Mm -hmm. my mom didn't look rich, I didn't really appreciate her comments about being wise with money Mm. because looking rich meant you had money. Now as an adult, looking rich meant majority of the time means you do not have your finances in order, Mm. right? In the hip hop culture, we call that, Jay-Z even said, if you can't buy it twice, then you shouldn't buy it at all. Really what it means is that I think we spend too much time trying to look rich and there's a lot of people who are following influencers who are you know just borrowing these cars to look rich so that they buy your you know customers that makes sense Mm. does that make sense (laughs) this this is welcome to mindset makeover right and this is this not even on my nose, but like I feel like we definitely need to talk about this. So that's like okay, so just like self image, yeah. That's that's a huge part of like you know the mindset makeover because you know what I I love YouTube right. Um, I I love social media I do and I I follow some really dope chicks, but I have observed that like everything that looks good is good, y'all. I, I'm a little stopped up because I'm getting over a cold, but let me tell you. Okay, so. One girl, I'm not going to say any names. She's a popular influencer. And um, she has a cute little place that she rents in Atlanta. Um, She has all the bags, right? She's, you know, 
buying all the Bottega, all the Gucci, you know, all the Chanel, and but she doesn't have a car. She's renting a car. You know, th- there's there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. I guess. But I feel like nowadays we're kind of getting away from like what's really the priority, right? And it's like, are we more just focused on looking the part? Or is it, you know, important for us to really make sure that as women, we're on top of our game financially, for real, for real. And not just like having the latest Bottega boots, Bottega bag, and like all of the wardrobe to make it look like we're doing more than what we're doing. I feel like at this this season that we're stepping into, and this is big girl, this is grown woman talk. <laughs> like we're just not out here trying to flex for the gram or just look good. And, and let me make it 100% clear. There's nothing wrong with looking good. I'm an advocate for dressing how you want to be addressed. Yeah, you look good. You you put yourself together. You make yourself presentable. You put on something that's going to make you feel good about yourself. But, you know, breaking the bank or, like, going out of budget to have something flashy to make yourself feel more important than you are versus really having your finances in order, like, that's not the vibe. And just to kind of go off of that, um, everybody who's an influencer has a target audience that they're going after, right? So depending on who your target audience is, more than likely you have to fit the par to get the audience. Right. 85% of the influencers have to play the par to get all the mass influences or you know individuals to buy them the products. I think for me, the scariest thing I have been exposed to is the amount of people who are out there giving information without even having their stuff in order. Oh, right? my God. <laughs> we going there? I'm just saying because I can give you all the game, but at the same time, uh, it, you won't take me seriously unless you pay for it, Right. Um, I have a hard time giving information and, and charging for things because you can type this in YouTube. And if you have no actionable plan to do what I'm about to tell you, then I am not the influencer for you. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you get to a point where you have certain success in life that you're not looking to attract people just because you got bills to pay, if that makes sense. Mm. Um there's a lot of influencers who just need their bills paid, and, and that's how they attract the people, right? Um, and some people wake up every morning to see who they can influence because they got cars to keep up with or a lifestyle to keep up with. That's not me. So at the end of the day, you have to comp- you you cannot compare yourself, or you shouldn't compare yourself to other influencers because, which more than likely, people who got it ain't out there trying to spread the knowledge to everybody. It's very selective, and because they know that. Sometimes you do become a target when you're given too much information and not paying for it. That makes sense. It does. Okay, so moral of that story is <laughs> a couple things. First of all, when you're like shifting your mindset and like you're trying to do a mindset makeover, you need to know that you might have to oh my god. sacrifice. Mhm. Right? So you know, we all want to look good in a moment. We all want to buy all the things like holidays coming up, right? Like, do you really have it to spend, you know, five, six thousand dollars on Christmas gifts for your kids? Like, is that really important? No, but I think America has made it important. I'll give you an example. I bought my first Prada bag after I knew I could afford Prada five, six years ago, right? However, what I thought about after I bought it was how much I was spending quarterly on my life insurance policy, 
what I spend on my life insurance policy on a quarterly is the cost of buying a Prada bag. That Prada bag is not going to give me the return on my investment like my life insurance is, right? But I had to creatively figure out, sometimes you got to get that needing to have something out of your system so that you understand why you don't need it. Right. Right. But that's called the discipline. So you have to be kind of in my in my opinion, I call that mind control. You have to have the power to control your own mind so that outside things are not telling you what you need right. to feel complete. Right. That's good. OK, y'all, we're going to put a pin in it. We're going to take a sip of our coffee mm-hmm. and we'll be right back. Okay, y'all, that's a wrap for part one of Mindset Makeover with my girl, RMK. If you want to check out the video of this episode, you can find it on my YouTube at Kira Monique, which I will link in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. And also, excuse the sound. Like, I'm still trying to, like, master everything when I have a guest on. So I'm a little low, but you can hear RM, but just, yeah. Part two of this series will drop next week, so be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, be sure to connect with us on socials at Faith is Fashionable and follow me at Kier Monique, and those links will be in the show notes. Love you guys, and talk to you soon.